Actually, we're live. Obviously. Right now. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm Linda Palaccio. I'm Linda Palaccio. I'm Linda Palaccio. Gunwash News Time. It is 9 p.m. here in Bushwick, Brooklyn, 77 and overcast. And we do have, I don't know if it's really news, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, very special night. Uh, MC Todd is in the house, and we have a guest who we only get really once a year. Basically. Yeah, I, our, I agree. Our, our favorite guest, actually, Stuart Swerdlow, will be calling in live tonight, and that's a... Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm not the supreme expert on cleaning guns, but I do know a little bit, and I'm just going to share my little tips and ideas with you. To correctly direct the intro. I that's how I feel too. That's how I felt the other day. It's been a, a the other day. Yeah, when Not I got tonight. those sad, sad news. Yeah, I know. There's been a lot of sad news this week. There's there's things going on in the world that are that are. Well, let's just say we're let's just say I'm taken aback by current events in a, a number of different ways. Uh, I'm happy to say, however, that we do have uh, MC Todd. I have to say, Brandon, that I don't know exactly how to introduce you because I know you're. you're because out. I retired, I retired from my rap. Name. You retired from your rap name, which which I dig. And like when I say MC Todd, I'm I'm more saying it like you know as I fondly remember. I like to name. say why not. You know, I like not? to say Brandon because if you mix up the letters and take out the B, it's it, almost it's my MC name. MC Todd. No. Oh. It's my name. No. Oh, it is MC Todd? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, Armando. No, no. Brand, we're like one I... person, though, really. If, like, you combined us like Voltron. Uh-huh. Yeah, you guys would be really <laughs> I'll be the left leg. I'll be the left leg. Yeah. I don't know which leg you'd be, but the whole the mixture of you two is... Uh, it would be funny because we would just be legs. We would, You would be the left and I'd be the right leg. And y'all be and like, let's be walk like, somewhere. Yeah. No torso. <laughs> something. A weird walking robot with no body. Exactly. Well, listen, this is only... Uh, I, 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 I can't say how excited I am. I really, really mean it because, listen, we don't uh, – it's not every day you get a guest like this. And you know last week, of course, on Gunwash, we had um, Small Black. Such a good show. Such a great show. And we did talk about – What up, Juan? Extraterrestrial stuff and, and things of that nature, which mm-hmm. is a subject that we often touch on here because, you know, we're a, we're a mixed media, uh, open format show. But it is only really like once a year that we get Stuart Swerdlow to come on to come on the. It's like the, Halloween, yeah, exactly, exactly, or Christmas for us. And it's yeah, I agree. It's and alien and it's, Christmas, it's alien Christmas, yes. And, and I and and it's interesting that um, Brandon MC Todd was it is was on during yeah during one See, of the, the last more recent time that Swerdlow Brandon was shows. here and we had the Swerdlows on. Maybe he'll remember this. They predicted an alien invasion at the Olympics. Uh, exactly did, right, I the London Olympics. The right. Olympics. Well, we yeah, should exactly. ask him about that. We should ask him about that. I think that didn't I, I, I well we don't we don't see, know that. Didn't we'll happen. see if if we, if I say to Stuart that that didn't happen, he'll say, well, they have like blinding mechanisms where like you can't see them. <laughs> and so that's you know that's what he'll say. So 
but yes, uh, of course, stay tuned. Uh, very, very exciting night. Uh, there is sad news everywhere, but what can I say? We live tragic. In a, we live in a tragic world. Yeah, man. Uh, but we are here every Thursday at 9 p.m. on the, and we proudly broadcast, of course, from the Heritage Radio Network. And you can find us on gunwash.com 24-7. I'm Linda Palaccio. We're always there. And, of course, live call-ins are 91... Am I? I'm that's, no, that's your phone yeah, number, buddy. Wow, yeah. I'm about to give him my phone <laughs> you, number. You should, actually. The number is yeah. 718-497-2128. Please don't prank <laughs> us. Beautifully, beautifully uh, All these years later, Mondo. Mondo, you got the phone number down. He got I the phone number, it. yeah. And uh, there is no Splivington tonight. We're, <sighs> of course, we're upset about hey, that. But also, we're, uh, happy birthday, Phil Hartman. Wow. Oh, Oh, yeah, wow. today. Oh, today. Isn't that nice? Another, another Why you got to bring up another tragedy like that, man? No, Phil Hartman, the, you know, Odetta's dad. Oh. Yeah, oh, no, not that oh, Phil Hartman. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, well, happy birthday to Odetta's dad, of course, of yeah. course. Odetta, producer of Gunwash. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, Troy McClure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who, isn't, who isn't with us this evening, but, of course, is listening and with us in spirit. Uh, make sure you stay tuned. I know Jack's got some kind of music planned tonight. Uh, Splittington's yeah. not here, but it'll be, it'll be fun. We got a quick song, and we're going to come right back. All right. See right. you soon. Here we go. Here we go. Indeed. Went to the beach, chilling on the beach with the jacket on. Right about now, NWA court is in full effect. Judge Trey resigning. In the case of NWA versus the police department, prosecuting attorneys are MC Red, Ice Cube, and Easy Motherfucking E. Order, order, order. Ice Cube, take the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help your black ass? You goddamn right. But won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back cause I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit cause I ain't the one. For a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on. And thrown in jail, we can go toe to toe in the middle of a sale. Fucking with me cause I'm a teenager. With a little bit of gold and a pager. Searching my car, looking for the product. Thinking every nigga is selling narcotics. You'd rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in a benzo. Police out of shape, and when I finish, bring the yellow tape to take off the scene of the slaughter. Still getting swole of bread and water. I don't know if they fags or what. Such a nigga down and grabbing his nuts. And on the other hand, without a gun, it can't get none. But don't let it be a black and a white one. Cause they'll slam you down to the street top. Black police showing out for the white cop. Ice Cube will swarm on any motherfucker in a blue uniform. CPT, punk police are afraid of me, huh? A young nigga on the warpath, and when I finish, it's gonna be a bloodbath of cops dying in LA. Yo, Dre, I got something to say. Gunwash Radio. It starts at whatever time you want it to. <laughs> oh man, excellent drop! And of course, uh, that was the uh, the MC Todd, the, the one-time MC Todd, who is now 
I don't want to say what your name is because I'd, I'd rather you introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to our listeners tonight on Gunwash, please. MC Todd! Excellent. Wah, wah, glad, glad to see him uh, live in the studio again. Uh, you know, oh, just man. just like our guest that's calling in tonight, it's not often we get to have you live in the studio. And, of course, we are, it is a pleasure and we are honored to have you here tonight. Yeah, we almost didn't have him. Yeah, we almost didn't have you. You had you. Were, I had to high five you from a distance. Yeah, we were gonna. We, I, was, I was out the door. I was like, "Baby's asleep. I gotta take the baby." Yeah, home. Brandon, what was going Dad on? Life. Hold on, what was going on today? Was it like a baby party in the lawn? Baby uh, parties? No, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was somebody's going away party out in the lawn. Okay, I just you know I just bring the baby whenever bring the baby I can. Yeah, yeah, the baby's you yeah, know, it's a good party. Trick. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get her acclimated to to restaurant life. You know, when will gonna, yeah? That, in like two years, could be working. Yeah, I mean, really, you got to get him started quick. Yeah, gonna make no I got money. her. I got her like watching bartenders already. You know, you she's go. eight months. She's never too 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 young to start earning. Yeah. When can she be on radio? Uh, f- as soon as as soon as you guys are ready to listen to her babble. You know, it's funny because <laughs> when we were outside, we were talking. We were talking to Brandon, and we said, and and he said, well, you know, I can't. I, I, uh, Armando said, can she can she talk yet? And yeah. he said, no. If she could talk, we would come on the radio and talk with her. Yeah, you know. Which she, I'm sure she would have some really interesting things to say yeah, about I'm aliens, especially about aliens, you know, dad, dad is always watching weird alien conspiracy Netflix on the regular. So, yeah, and as you know. are we. We tried not to get caught up in the whether it's truth or fiction, but just the fact that they're captivating stories. And I hope tonight we can tell uh, once again uh, with MC Todd and our call-in guest Stuart Swerdlow, we can tell a uh, captivating story like that. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff in the news, and I want Jack to fill me in because I'm... Yeah. Yo, St. Louis is on fire, St. Jack! St. Louis is on so, Yeah, we should start there, I guess. So, what, so Ferguson is in... What, what, ha- what exactly happened? An because unarmed 18-year-old um, boy was shot and killed in St. Louis, uh, Ferguson County. So the story goes that there was some kind of dispute. The cop is choking him through the car, shoots him once through the window of the car in his right side. He kind of stumbles away. Cop shoots him a second time. He manages to run away in the street, hands up in the air as to say, I'm totally unarmed. And they finish him off with a few shots. And he lays there in the street, dead, bleeding in the street, you know, for, I think, hours and hours and hours before they even remove the body it was really barbaric and fucking jack, do you, ruthless. jack jack do you think that now obviously we're like that we're like taken aback and appalled by this by this issue but jack do you find this to be an issue that has to do with race and skin color do I you mean, think that has to, well uh, no 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 i i no no i listen we we know that we know that cops like arrest and kill colored people at a at an outstanding unfair rate but what i'm asking you is personally do you feel do you feel that this is a that this is a racial thing or something bigger? Oh, and, bigger but, than race. I mean, well, sure, I mean, it's like, the I mean, can you connect militarized, with it? Right, you exactly. Know? It's like, like, yeah, it's like it. yes, yes, I'm, yes, I'm not black, and maybe that, and statistically, maybe that makes me less likely to be arrested or or uh, put in a certain type of position by uh, authority. Although I'm a shithead and not usually very nice to police. But, yeah, that's true. But uh, but other than that, besides that, let's pretend for a second that the, that that doesn't exist. This is an issue that affects us all. I think I really, really, really think it is. You, you know, just playing devil's advocate, though, the, the police are put into a position to be able to protect themselves because they have they have yeah. a very difficult job. But, yes. but but there's a large number of those those people who 
who uh, who misuse that power, right? And and, right. and it's not to say that every cop is bad, right? The, right. It, it's like anything, My dad used right? To be a cop. It's it's like anything, right? There, there's there's good and there's evil, and unfortunately, these people are put into a position of power where, where they can do some like real damage to their community, to 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 you know. To people's lives, well, you know, they don't te- they don't test for the, the thing is, and I know I don't, intelligence. I don't, they don't test for intelligence. Well, no, no. What I was gonna what I was gonna say is, well, may, maybe that's the case. I, you know, listen, I don't know, I don't know the process of what it takes to become a police officer, but to be or or for that matter, a CO or any anything like that. But to be honest with you, I can probably guarantee you they don't test for good, evil, and self awareness because a good person doesn't do stupid shit like that. Like you seen this video on the internet of the guy punching the lady. Yeah, on the side yeah. of the road. Wow. That's just that's, that's just, just that's just a guy that's just a bad person. That's a yeah, bad so that's, person. That's, that's got to be that, someone who's insane out of their yeah. mind to do that while cars are driving by. That's crazy. It's got to you've got to be out of your well, mind. There's some to more do troubling that. things that happen. So they don't. The precinct decided not to release the name of the guy who the cop who killed oh, the kid, which that, is yeah. by law, you're, that's public record. That should be made public at, at standard protocols. Oh, it's some, made public, oh. and they're saying, well, we don't want to endanger his family. And well, it's yeah, like, well, yeah, you yeah. know, now you've enraged a whole community. And the community got together to peacefully protest, and the cops basically acted gassed like them. the military. Gassed the whole neighborhood, shooting rubber bullets at people, gassed and it's just them. out of fucking control. So, I mean, they're going to burn the place control. down, man. Th- yeah, that, man. This is how riots start, though, too. It's just out like, obvi- there's like obviously, there's something there's something underneath this thing that's like... But why? But bad. why doesn't... But then, okay, listen. So how about The this? only explanation must be aliens. So no, that's yeah, why... Yeah, yeah. Aliens and depression. Aliens and yeah. depression. But one thing, and and by the way, we will get to that, because I am I am depressed as hell. I've seen a sad alien But are you depressed? Because of the aliens, I don't know. Who uh, knows? Maybe, maybe that's uh, the case. We'll find out more later. But what I will say about this, and I have a specific opinion about cops. We all work really, really hard to get whatever assets or money or whatever you want to call it we have. Okay. So, is a police officer, for example, you saw? I saw. I, I saw this video today where like the white guy is flipping out, and then they mace the black guy. What? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's really yeah, bad. It's hard. I mean, it's it's just like, and then and then like, and then even like. People are pulling on the cop like he didn't do it. Like he didn't do it. But they're just like you know they're just ruthlessly. And then even and then even a black cop is like, let this cop do his job. You know, I I don't know. Is it because is it like is it like me at work where I'm where I'm like I better do I better do what I'm told or else I'll lose my job and and I don't have any other skills besides this. So I guess I have to do this or else I don't get to do it. And that's when I see this other cop saying, let him do his job. Let him do his job. And then even though all of us all of us Americans are like are like. But his, but he's doing a job that's really, really mean and like mean. Yeah. Not, on, not only hey, wrong, hey, but that guy, spirited. It's and, a fraternal. It, 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 it's a frat. Like these are brothers. Yeah, exactly. So, so regardless exactly. of whether whether or not the cops black or white, he's he's just looking out for the dude next to him, and, yeah. and whether or not he thinks he's right or wrong, that's his team. He, yeah. he, that's his team, right? So. You know, it, it's groupthink, and sometimes the decision making is is really poor. Yeah, but I don't get, I don't, I, I, I don't like, and I'm, uh, I was watching this video of the black kid getting maced, and they're like handcuffing him, and he's like, "Can you please let me pour water in my eyes?" And yeah, the, you know, we don't know what happens because the internet, the internet's just as bad as media at this point. What's going on? I think, I think uh, cops should be aliens or robots. <laughs> yeah, if co- listen, if, if cops were robots. I think this wouldn't be happening. You, and there'd be could, no race thing going you could, on. You could program them. You could program them. I got to a be data. I got a data backup um, program called Skynet in my office right now, where I'm backing everything up. And I got a guy over there who's working on an intelligent life form to actually do all the data entry. 
Is and I was Joe? thinking about weaponizing yeah, this intelligent life form. Well, listen, if you we can, can find do that, out about all if, that. If, if you can do that in your office, then I'm sure they can program cops to not be racist. I, I mean, want to move I, on to the Robin Williams thing, but I want to I share one quick story that sure, I'd like to get ahead. on the radio on record. Sure. So there was a time I was leaving a DJ gig in uh, Chelsea, and I had a few drinks. And I totally backed up into a car, smashed the bumper. I was like, oh, Jesus oh, you Christ. You shouldn't drive I mean, drunk, like, Jack. What, what am I illegal. doing, what am I doing here? Guy comes out. He's maybe Nigerian, some kind of African. And he's, you know, obviously all upset. And I'm like, listen, dude, let me go to the ATM. Let's, like, give me an estimate. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I called the police. And I'm like, bro, you don't want to call the police, man. Yeah, it's a ba- why I'm like, you you're going to do, do better you if I just go to the, the ATM right now. And he's like, I'm calling the police. You fuck you, man. I'm like, all right. He calls the cop. Cop shows up. As soon as the cop gets out of his car, the Nigerian guy goes up to the cop and he's like, this guy hit my bumper. The cop pushes him away, comes up to me and my girlfriend, puts his hand on my girlfriend and says, ma'am, are you okay? Wow. He goes to me, he goes, sir, are you okay? And the guy goes, he hit my fucking bumper. And he goes, hey, you shut up. And he wow. goes, guys, are you okay? But what did you say? You said you said I'm okay. You said, you said, he said, you "Man, said, I'm fucking drunk." I smashed that dude's car. Isn't that no? But isn't that weird? Isn't that? But weird? I, it's How, horrible. Okay. How, it's just we need to share these stories. Like white people need to share these stories because there that is white. Pr- there's white. Pr- that really happened to me. Yeah, and I I'm got surprised. out. Uh, no trouble. Let me ask you something. Did you when you. Uh, you, you know you know how like you know how, you know how like a charismatic person can come even even like it could be like you know. Head of like J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, the most evil person in the face of the earth. Who knows, right? But he comes up to you and he's a charismatic guy and he relates yeah. with you. And all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, okay, cool." This guy came up to Jack and pushed this colored person out of the way and said, "Hey, to the white kid, are you okay? Are you okay?" And try to connect with him in a way where, like, listen, I know the score here. This guy's right. whatever. What do you say when you're in your mind and you're saying, yeah, of course, my girlfriend. Yeah, well, of course, we're fine. He called the cops. Yeah. He called the fucking Hey, fucking man, police. racial profiling is a real yeah. ass thing. He called really the exists. police. That really exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called the police. Yeah. Cops are scary, man. And then what happened? You shut up. You shut up, black guy. Yeah, he like wrote everything down and was like, it's fine. It's fine. You guys can go. That is that well, you never of, told me that story. I know. Wow. He told me that story, and I'm like surprised that he that shared it on the air. Well, you know, because like I said, white people need to share. This happens all the time to yeah, white people. Dude, we get a leg that. up all the time, and you got to say it out loud. Yeah, you should, dude. You should. Got to per- say this shit. Per- personally, I got a loud mouth, and cops have. All, I've anytime I've been around a cop, I've had to been. I've had to be put down on the ground. Yeah, that, I that's, get that's to too. my mother. Yeah, yeah. But that's just because I'd be like, I, I'd just be like, fuck cops and blah blah. Oh man, I went to jail but for like, numerous days. I sprayed ketchup on an undercover cop. I got. He was undercover, so I wasn't. Like yo, there's a cop here. Wait, what right? do you mean? What happened? How did you freak? <laughs> yo, I was I was like <laughs> drunk, and I was just like I like like ripped a, a ketchup bottle off a table like on St. Mark's, and I was like spraying it, and I like <laughs> accidentally got some cop, and he chased me down the street, and then he like smashed my face against like a, a oh, fence, man. put a gun, you know, like the whole nine yards, like came out all all like you know, and, and of course, like my loud mouth, I'm like ranting and raving, yeah, and I'm course, being like, you can take me to the tombs, yeah, I don't well, care, I- <laughs> take me to the tombs, <laughs> and that was like. It's the middle of the day, and I'm like, "Look what these cops are doing, man! Look what these cops are!" And right. everyone, nobody cares. Yeah, they're like, you're white. They're, it like they're like, yeah, dude, you're probably crazy because yeah. if you're white and they're doing this to you, you must be, be crazy. you must be really doing some shit wrong. Exactly. You know, interesting. You know, related story. I, you know, I've only I've only been I, I've been in cop cars several times, but it's usually been domestic stuff. But I act, but I have spent a night in in Central Bookings in Manhattan, and I also spent like 
you know, uh, like seven hours in the precinct or some shit like that one time for writing graffiti. And I ran, I wrote, I, I spray painted, I wrote a tag. And then, um, when the cops came, I like tried to run. So when I tried to run, that's when, that's when, you know, they got me. They don't like when you run. Right. They don't like when you run, obviously. So, um, and of course they've been trained to, if anyone runs, they're a dangerous person. If a criminal, if a, if a suspected criminal runs, I'm I'm considered dangerous, right? right? So they punch me. They, 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 they. By the way, this is like this is really, really true. I have to be totally honest with you. And I'm a white guy, and this so it doesn't matter that much. They tackle me. By they rip, they grab me by the shirt to the point where it rips. They tackle me on the ground, push me on the ground in a way in a way that's in in a, in a way that's a certain type of way. And then they and then they punch me. Wow. Okay, so wow. they punch me. Fine. It's okay. I'm a white kid. Don't matter. It's, it, it doesn't matter to my it doesn't matter to my community because I'm just a bad kid. Who, yeah. right? I'm, I'm just a misled kid, right? Okay. They take me in the back of the cop car. They, they've already, they already took my phone, right? Like they already took my ID and my phone and my wallet and my backpack, blah, blah, blah. They pass me the phone back through the thing. There's like an opening or whatever, right? And they say, call your mom and dad right now. And I'm like, I heard this trick before already. I, like, and, I, and I'm like, all right, I call my mom and dad. They obviously don't answer because it's 3 in the morning. And then we go to jail. So, <laughs> so when I'm in the precinct, and it's actually it was a really interesting. I'm, I'm in the I'm in the precinct with a cab driver and like I, I'm not going to go into the whole story. It was crazy, but but um, the guy come the guy brings me the the cop. One of the cops was really mean. He was like he was he took my backpack off and he's opening the backpack and he says I, he says he's like looking at me. He's like I'm in cuffs. Which is can you imagine? I'm like I I'm can't in, imagine. Yeah, exactly. I'm in, I'm in handcuffs at a precinct. Rare and form. Yeah, yeah. Rare. Exactly. Rare form. And he said, and he's like, he's like, he's looking at me, opening my backpack, and he's like, if I, he's like, if I find a spray cap or if I find a fucking bag, I'm gonna fucking kill you right now. I'm gonna fucking kill you right now. Which I know isn't true, but he's being, he's being this guy. The other cop is like a big, like a fat guy. He's good cop. He's playing good cop. When I'm in the precinct, he brings me, he brings me a coffee and an egg sandwich. Yeah, and you keep That's watching really him nice yeah. run away for donuts, some shit. This when the mean cop brings me to the bathroom, he's like, Ugh, I fucking hate. You. Like he's being this guy, he's being this like mean cop guy, and I'm and I'm 19, so I'm I'm scared of him. You know what I mean? I'm actually kind of scared of him. I'm like, this guy could ruin my life. Blah blah blah. Forever. Yeah. And the final point of the, I, I spent the night in bookings, and I I ended up getting out uh, three eight three days community service and um, time served, which actually for graffiti, I think I think that's kind of fair. That's yeah. very I think fair. It's this fair. is what it sounds like bookings, right? Oh no! Oh, do you want to know? Have you, uh, dude? Uh, Forget that's about kind, it. That is kind of what it sounds like. In, in your mind, yeah. In your head, no. that's what it sounds like. But wait, I, and I, I'm about to end this story. But the, the final point of the story is good cop through the bars said to me, listen, man, down, uh, fucking downtown on the, on the west side, two cops tackle a white guy. We have to take you to jail. We were just gonna, we were just gonna give you a little ass kicking and leave you. But two cops ca- tackle a white guy. We got to put you in the car. And so we have to. Damn. End of story. And then I and then wow. they and then they and then at nine in the morning at eight in the morning they took me to Central Bookings and they opened up the they opened up the gate where the Rikers bus comes out of and they empty their clips and then I went into the nurse's office and then I went into bookings for the night. Well, this is a topic we'll explore more. We're gonna do a whole show on it next week. Oh yeah, are we what's where are we what are we at right now? Sad. Yeah, we're about to take a music break. So, oh, okay, so cool. tonight we're gonna talk a whole bunch about Robin Williams. We're gonna have the sword lows on. They're gonna talk to us, maybe tell us that cops are aliens. 
Yeah, I, I hope. Slip, I know I hope so. so. They gotta be, or else I don't know what's going on. In uh, any case, well, so. uh, thank you. And I hear that that beeping of Armando's watch going off, which means it's time for music. That's He's awesome. always on time. Uh, and uh, we're on Gunwash. Gunwash.com. Call in is seven one eight four nine seven. Hi Odetta. Hi Camelia. Hi Odetta. Stuart Swerdlow is live on the phone tonight on Gunwash, and MC Todd is in studio. Thank you.
show you that we're the best. If you're playing the south, we'll kick you all about. Show you some boy, we know have no mercy. And they say work is wind and blow is unkind. But if you run off your mouth, you might lose your life. Just to show you, we know have no mercy. We know have no mercy. No, we don't have no mercy. Find a young family sound. No, we no have no mercy. No, we no have no mercy. But nothing can sound. Who play just like a clown? So I see to all the talk, them I talk, no, them must be. Yeah, man, original struggle, man, come again. Trust me. My sound, Bahania. The rock and muffin sound, Bahania. Dame Dash, I'm still my man Amando. Big shout out to Gunwash. I'm in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, See, when Splip's not here, like he always takes it out so much better. Right? Yeah. I gotta just fade yeah. him down. No, you're, can I, you're, can you're, I just can I make a drop right there because your your reggae, you know, it's like subpar. Yeah. But, but but it's his, uh, it's Spliffington's. No, it's Spliffington. Yeah, he's but, just playing. No, tapes. I'm saying I'm saying like your reggae is subpar though, Jack. That's true. Fair enough. But, but yeah, by hey, the way, we have another minute. But go ahead. Aug- We're Aug- August thirty first. Oh yeah, that's like uh, that's like Sunday, right? That's a th- Sunday. Yeah. We're having Roberta's first annual jerk off. And bikini bike wash. What is that? Can you explain this to me? Because I heard one thing. Everybody's about this coming. Everybody. Hey! I guess that means I'm invited. That's a good then. Everybody's coming. What exactly happens on the 31st of the jerk off uh, boot uh, thing? Jer- we're jerking off. Okay. There's a couple of, like we're all getting together. No jerk chicken. Jerk chicken. Oh, I jerk see. Chicken. Oh, okay. So it's a jerk chicken yeah, off get, in the get, sense we're getting gonna... Irie. Yeah, there's a couple of us. You know? Ah, okay. Gonna, so there's gonna, gonna be teams. Who's, see who's jerk. See who jerks off the best. Oh well, Spliffington will love that. Can I, I want to play? Spliffington I... is DJing. Yeah. Can I come? Oh, okay. You can come. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of, we everyone you, will come. We hope That's you come. Yeah. Hey, so I'm gonna play some music to set the stage for our next guests. Yeah. Are we? How are we looking? By the way, we're looking like. I think we're, we're looking like they're here. All right, so get us ready and let me know. 
Why don't we just take a second here to meditate? Absolutely, you know? absolutely. All right, Janet and Stuart Swerdlow on the line. Well, Janet and Stuart, you know, it's only like once a year that we get to hang out with you guys via phone. We always wish you were here in person, but certainly in spirit you are. How are you two doing? Well, we're fine, and thanks for letting us out of the closet once a year. Yeah, it's I'm great sa- to hear your voices. I mean, it's great to hear your voices, too. And, you know, it's interesting because the last time you were on, or, well, two times ago when you were on, you made us, you told us about the London Olympics. This was a while ago, but MC Todd, a close friend of the show, and, of course, uh, um, one of the owners of this great establishment, was in-house, and he is in studio tonight again. So it's like we're filled with all these wonderful guests that we only get once in a while, and your we're so happy. Your voices are my destiny. Yeah, your voices are our destiny. And how have you two been? Oh, it's been a roller coaster, but we're okay. Yeah, we're surviving, hanging in there, learning lots of stuff, that's for sure. You're learning lots of stuff. What kind of stuff are you learning? Well, I was in Japan in May, and I actually got to see uh, the so-called tomb of uh, Jesus there. Now, wait, the so-called tomb of Jesus is in Japan? Yeah, in the northern part of Japan, and his brother is right next door to him. I was, you know, it's weird because I was always under the impression, correct me if I'm wrong, Armando, that the, the you know, Jesus was from the Middle East or something like this yeah. or something like that. But you're telling me, in correct fact, it was... Correct me, Armando. Yeah, <laughs> but in fact, well, because, you know, Armando yeah. knows Jesus. But yeah. but so in Japan is where Jesus was, was buried. Well, that's, buried. Where, that's where his tomb is, according to the local area. And they said that he crossed Asia and wound up in Japan and started a whole community there. That's really interesting. How did you? Who? Who, exactly? who is they that said? Who is? Yeah, they? yeah. Who is they that told you that Jesus went over through Asia and was bu- and was buried in Japan? Well, the Japanese, and uh, I went there, and they took me up to see the tomb, and there's an entire community that owes their establishment to his uh, arrival there uh, to almost 2,000 years ago. And what is their faith, these people? Yeah, are they, are they Christians or Catholics, or what are, what's going well, on? Well, they, uh, they believe in a form of, uh, of kind of Christian Judaism mixed with uh, Shinto and Buddhism. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, in fact, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, research now that's showing the Japanese language and Hebrew language are actually very closely linked. Yeah, in fact, it's, uh, even the writing is very similar. That I could see. Wow. That, I, that I actually can see. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned community uh, because I have to tell you something, Stuart and Janet. Our community right now, not only here in Brooklyn, but I think across America, is a little bit sh- sh- uh, shooken, shaken, shaken up. Shook. Shook. We're a little bit shook. Yeah. I feel as though we're filled with depression, and I think because of recent current events, we're very, very, well, at least myself, I feel very, very sad. And I will get to that. Because I know, here's the thing, Stuart. Because of your experience with mental manipulation and things of that nature, mind control, I look at the recent events that are going on around me, and I realize that I suffer terrible, terrible depression. Depression in a way that's... Sometimes I feel as though I want to not be alive, to be honest with you. And in recent news, you know, someone that I look up to has recently ended their own life. And I wonder about this depression. And then I think about a a, a certain person like you and I say, what about a person that's been through actual mind control? Is there a link, in fact, between clinical depression, the chemical stuff that we deal with day in and day out, that thing where you don't want to get out of bed in the morning and you don't want to do stuff? Is there a link between that 
and things that are going on, shall we say, behind our backs? Well, absolutely, because as you know, the uh, Earth is surrounded by satellites, and then there are cell towers all over the place, and they transmit ELF uh, uh, waves that control your moods or, or trigger your moods into a certain condition. And they know from experience that people who are sad and depressed are very easily controlled because they don't care anymore. So they do whatever they're told because it doesn't matter. When you when you were because I know I don't want to I don't want to spend I mean you know we should get a little bit of the backstory but I mean you are you are as you say uh, one who experienced MK Ultra which is the alleged mind control program uh, based in uh, New York State here. I mean, do you feel depression ever, I think, is the question I'd like to ask. Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, everyone on the earth feels depression. Uh, but once you do feel that, you must learn not to stay in that uh, feeling and send it up out of the, uh, of the body and the mind into the, into the oversoul and the God mind and change the, uh, the uh, way you feel. Uh, certainly, it helps if you use the color pale pink for unconditional love. Surround yourself in pale pink. You can also use brown for grounding and you know, balancing. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt. But you know what's interesting, Stuart? Because I watched, I watched one. I, this is from a while ago, actually. You're bringing it up, and it's in, it's interesting to me because a long, uh, of quite a, some time ago, I watched one of your older lectures where you mentioned the color brown. What's going on with the color brown? And frankly, what's going on with the color pink and colors and related to moods? Can you explain more about this to me? Yeah, all colors have a frequency, and our bodies are also made up of 1.4 million frequencies. And so if we learn how to use them as a formula, we can create the conditions that suit us best at the moment. Mm. And what people don't really realize is that they are comprised, as we teach, of color, tone, and archetype. So with your mind, you can rearrange what's in your energy field at will and put in there what you want to change what's going on inside of yourself and thus change your outpicturing in your world. Do you think that... Do you think that people who have a skin color brown <laughs> are, are, are <laughs> because? I, and then listen, I, I don't want to. And, and I really, I know that sounds like a joke, and and we can la- we can step back and laugh at it in, in a certain type of way. But uh, as you know, Stuart and Janet, there's been a there's been a, there's always racism going on in this in, in our country and in this world. But this last two weeks, I mean, race has been such color rather has been such an issue. Um, Colors that are bordering on brown, so to speak, and we were talking about earlier in the show, I'm wondering if in the physical that has anything to do with it. Well, what, what, uh, what's interesting about it, and I've, I've written about this in my books and spoken about it, is that people who have a darker skin color are actually harder to control. Yes. Look at this. We see we have Armando. He's dark, wow. and I'm light. I'm and out I'm, of control. I'm, I'm easily controlled. There Armando's no controlling out Armando. Of control. I'm stepping remotes all day. <laughs> oh my god, it's true. Well, listen. Well, then, what, uh, please expand on this because you're blowing my mind. Well, uh, actually, the people who have uh, lighter hair, lighter eyes, have an enzyme in their DNA 
that allows for mind control to take hold much more easily than people with a darker skin or darker hair and darker eyes. We're not in good shape then, you and me, Brandon. Or Jack. I, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm feeling brown, right. brown eyes, brown hair. Oh, me. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm not good. Stuart, well, I got Can I, I jump in here, though, Stuart? How does this relate guy. to the... Because um, our guest last week talked a bit about tall white aliens and then gray aliens and how they might be different. Did yes. They, did the colors apply to aliens, too? Interesting question. Well, there's... Um, so many different types of alien beings, you know. Uh, in fact, in October, we're having a conference here, and that's going to be about a, the alien agenda, and I'm going to discuss all of that. When, when, uh, when can, can, people, can people find or apply to your, to your conference? Is there a way to yes. do that? October yeah. 10, 11, and 12. They can go to expansions.com or contact customer support at expansions.com and Yo. speak to Patricia. She knows everything. Yo, by the way, you guys are sitting on a gold mine. You know how much that website must be worth? It's Expansion, a great, a great expansions. website. Expansions.com. That must be worth a million dollars. I wish it was worth a million dollars. We'll take it. <laughs> I got to say, I don't know when you started that website, but how did you get that website? Aliens. Well, we've been in business a long time. You know, um, Expansions was incorporated in 1990, and the business actually began about 1980. Interesting. Yeah. Way before the Internet. Yep. Way before the Intranet. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Internet, I've seen nothing, and this goes in with the, 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 the brown stuff, too. I have seen nothing but extremely bad treatment towards people of all kinds, but specifically those with darker skin on the Internet these last few days. And I frankly don't get it. Well, part of that is exactly what you're talking about, is that they're harder to mind control, and so therefore we're making them look bad. Yeah, but what about, but what about those dark-skinned individuals who are in the authoritative positions? Well, that's the thing, you see. For, for many decades, the government tried all kinds of experiments to enable darker-skinned people to be mind-controlled, and Michael Jackson was one of the main targets of that. And Get that's out why of he town. Went so many changes. Get out of town. Michael Jackson was part of it. Was a tar- was he privy to it and wanted to change his skin, or is he part of what was going on well, with that? That's why he he had the issues that he had is because he didn't know who he was. He was so mind-controlled and programmed and fractured, he was losing his identity, and so he kept changing over the years into something else. Well, how do you battle with that, Stuart? I mean, you you claim, and listen, I I wasn't there. You're 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 a bit older than me. I don't I don't know everything about government mind control. But I mean, you claim to have been underground, under MK Ultra, actually being controlled experimentally by the by higher powers, the government, whatever you may call it. I mean, how do you deal with that on a day day by day basis? Robin Williams was fucking Aladdin, or the genie in Aladdin. He hung himself with a belt. The most important guy of my childhood. Meanwhile, he's been he's rich, living in Hollywood, and your Stuart Swerdlow got mind controlled and went through hell, and you're chilling with your wife, hanging out, feeling great, aliens well, everywhere. You know, it's not a bed of roses every day for us either. It's a challenge, and we have to do our work, and we have to do our deprogramming, and balance our our brain, and do our merger, brown merger for the uh, fragmentation. We do our work every day to maintain ourselves. Is there a way... If you don't maintain yourself, that's when you have the issues. And if people don't understand that they have choices and they don't have tools, then we have, unfortunately, issues with public figures who do get lost, we'll say. And I I don't want to digress too much on the color thing, but 
as far as the deprogramming and the meditation stuff and the self-teaching stuff, is there a place where people can exp- – I mean, do you guys – I know – is Expansions.com just where – can they go buy – like – videos of that i mean it's, it seems like we it's have an a great thing. membership site where we have a lot of uh, videos posted it's only 35 dollars per month we have a daily blog that both Stuart and i are on people can do that for 17 dollars a month we have a tremendous uh, support system if people are interested in making changes we have all kinds of books that are reasonable if you can't afford a book you can go to your library and get it we have this great seminar that's coming up in october we have so many ways that people can help themselves on whatever level they want their help and, and there are hundreds of my videos on YouTube about mind control and deprogramming that people could go on and view. And what advice can you give listeners? Any advice on self healing? Something they might be able to try tonight? Yeah, just like like a like a little like a little something. Yeah, like a little exercise, healed. like a little healing exercise. Anything, anything you got? Well, I think uh, since there's uh, a lot of depression out there. Uh, and you're in a congested place like Brooklyn, it might be a very good idea for people to practice putting or breathing in medium green, which is the color of oxygen, to energize themselves. And actually, that medium green will kill any cancer cells in the body. That's interesting. Wow. And the other thing that's very easy to do that people aren't aware of is that they have boundaries. So their energy field can go all over the place and pick up everybody's crap. So what we can do is with your mind, you will your energy field in close to your body and around that place a violet bubble. And that's something that people can try. And on the outside of the violet bubble, you place a mirror so anything coming at you is reflected back out. You can try that in a crowded room and see how you feel with it or without it. And your mind is actually moving and changing the energy in your energy field simply because that's what you do. Every thought changes you. Fascinating. Mm. Hey, Aaron. Yes, yes, sir. What's up? So, Stuart and Janet, we, we broadcast this show out of two shipping containers. They happen to be the color of the shipping containers, medium green. I'd say, I'd say it's like a... It really I'd, is. Yeah, I'd, I'd I just say, looked it up online. It's really like the same color. Yeah, the outside, the outside of it... The outside, I have to tell you, uh, Stuart and Janet, this uh, very studio that we broadcast from, as Jack said, is a shipping container. And yes, the outside edge of it, or the outside walls of it, are exterior. They are medium green. And actually, the inside is brown. To be totally well, honest, pretty with you. good then. I think you I know yeah. what you're doing. On some level, everybody always knows. It's just if no one takes the time to tell you what it is you know, that's when you have issues. Right. But it's most important, though, rather than just the exterior colors, to use them mentally and put them in and around the body because that's what will really change the energy. Do people that are colorblind can experience uh, the frequencies? Yes, I've worked with many colorblind people. And remember that you're not going to see the color with your eyes, your physical eyes. You're going to see it with your mind. Ah, yes, Armando. With your mind, I guess, we're going to see it. And we've actually had some color uh, people who are colorblind when they do our work. It helps the brain connect where it's supposed to be connected. And next thing you know, they can actually see colors. Yeah, what's happened. Well, miracles. Absolutely fascinating. Miracles happening every day. Well, Stuart and Janet, there's so much I'd like to talk to you about. You know, last week we had a, we had... Uh, friends of the show and, uh, frankly, rock stars, Small Black, um, not to make a pun about colors, but uh, a band named Small Black. And actually, we talked about a lot of relevant alien UFO-related stuff, which is, you know, something that I go gaga over because, you know, you guys are a goldmine for that type of information. And we'd like to talk more about that in just a moment. So, Gunwash listeners, um, we do have Stuart and Janet Swerdlow uh, live, and we're going to go for just a small 
small break and come right back and continue to speak about it. And we're on gunwash.com. Janet and Stuart, thank you so much. You can find them on expansions.com. And of course, we're on gunwash.com. You can get us at 718-497-2128. Any questions for Stuart or Janet, please call in. Cub it out, you Just a feel but us. just that kind of night. It's that kind of night. Sorry, we had the brief pause. I'm glad there. that uh, they told us to breathe, because that's the information I'm always telling Aaron. You know, sometimes, Armando, the the it's like it's the easiest thing in your life to do, because it's all you do is breathe, but it's yet and yet it's the hardest thing for me to do. Well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Gunwash. You are here live on Gunwash.com. We are broadcasting proudly from the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Here at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and we do have Stuart and Janet Swerdlow on the phone, and of course, we are happy to have them. Thank you for being patient, uh, Janet and Stuart, and thank you for listening to our questions and stories. Um, actually, Armando had a pretty specific one that he wanted to ask you about, and I was wondering if you could help field that for us. Yes, I've been ha- I've been having a uh, I've been seeing a, a huge increase more of uh, people that kind of resemble I don't know if they're aliens or not, but uh, tall figures. On the subway, and I remember the last time uh, you guys been on the air with us, we got to explain that. But uh, I've been noticing a, a huge increase, a lot more here in the subway in New York City. Myself as well. And um, I'm trying to wonder out. Try, I'm been trying to figure that out actually. Why is there a huge increase? And these are very tall people. Very tall, yeah. like six four, six six. Yeah, and to be and to be told, and it's a great point. And they're not models. Yeah, and yeah, definitely not. And to be totally honest with you, I have to be really, really serious about this, Stuart. I sometimes see people on the train where I'm like, this person can't be human. Not only that, it seems like they're adjusting to some kind of exoskeleton. I mean, I really do see a lot of strange people here in New York. I gotta yeah. be honest. Well, you know, there are alien beings walking around amongst us who look quite human. And uh, you wouldn't know the difference unless you really did a very close examination. And as I must have mentioned on your show at least once or twice, uh, we are being prepared for a staged alien invasion. And so they are getting people used to the idea of seeing uh, odd-looking people or or those who are actually non-human and getting familiar with them. You know, and, you know, it's interesting, Stuart, because we did actually touch on this when our our guest last week, um, a small black, that... 
we do have to be conditioned. Uh, from previous records, it shows that you can't just show a person an extraterrestrial or they literally might die of fear. You have to condition them little by little to see them. But how come the media wants to show little by little only, though? Well, because – yeah, good question. I mean is it true that if we were to see an extraterrestrial straight up out of nowhere, it would affect us in a way that is debilitating? Well, I think that depends on the person. You know, of course, I mean, if I saw one, it wouldn't make a difference to me. But if, uh, you know, maybe some of the people down there in Bushwick, if they saw one, uh, might might upset them. Uh, so it really depends on the individual and the environment in which they live to begin with. And but, not only that, but a lot of times people aren't going to believe it. It's like, okay, they were showing you a picture of a UFO. Is it a UFO or not a UFO? So, you know, it's, it's believability as well. So they have to set people up so that they get the specific effect that they want when it's time. We, we briefly touched on depression. Um, do you think uh, aliens get depressed? <laughs> Good question. Well, again, it depends on the species. There are, there are so many different species. Many of them don't have emotional reactions, and many of them do. So, yes, there's a full range of everything out there. It's so you know it's funny because um, we, er, before is it we ha funny no it's it's just interesting because before we got in the air we were all we were talking about is how depressed we were about everything and I'm looking around. Well, you know, that's the, that's the plan is to make everybody depressed because when you're depressed you're looking for somebody to pull you up and to get you going into a different direction and people are easier to lead at that point. This is why we teach you to not participate in what's going on out there, and you have to find your own happiness, your own sense of well-being from inside, and that's what's projected out into the world, and that's the only thing that's going to make a change. Because if you take away the current oppressors and you don't change the mind pattern, you're simply going to attract new oppressors because you haven't changed. So we just accept. We just, we just say we just, we just learn from you guys, and we say accept. There's crazy stuff out there, things we don't know. It exists. There's nothing we can do about it, and we just make peace with it. Is it that simple? Is that well, all we ha- do? We have to remember that almost everything that you see on the news is, is, is orchestrated for sure. the public. It's sure. not really that way. And so you can't be upset by something that's fake. Fair see? enough. And so if you do feel negative emotions, visualize a silver infinity symbol above your crown chakra, above your head, and send up that emotion from your heart into that silver infinity where it can be recalibrated and sent back down in a better way. Are you telling me right now on the air, you're literally telling me that actual iconography that we're familiar with, that we see, actually has visualizing of that iconography in a certain color, literally has effect on the brain and on our moods? Oh, absolutely. It's a frequency. And there are things that you can try. You don't have to take our word for yeah, it. Yeah, do it. Just try it. Oh, uh, I'm going to go stare at some hell about yeah. to go right now. I mean, literally. I mean, I might have to go do that right now. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, not, not, you know, it's designed to put you into this type of feeling that everything, all the waves that are broadcast out there are designed to lull your brain into kind of a deadened sleep so that you are more receptive to this. It's to lower you into the animal mind, to take you out of your spiritual nature. You know, it's a way of separating you within yourself so that the parts of you that are becoming accentuated make you more controllable. That's a, you know, yeah. It speaks a it's lot. So I want to go look at some sans serif right now. It speaks <laughs> volumes about, uh, about what's going on. You know, uh, Stuart and Janet, I just wanted to add, you know, there was a few, there was a few more things that we talked about with uh, Small Black. Small Black is, is, a, uh, is a progressive alternative rock band that, uh, based out of New York, that, and they're also friends of the show. And, 
you know, they have a thread with their friends where they send around the old Phil Schneider videos and the old um, Stephen Greer videos and, you know, Disclosure Project and all this kind of stuff. You know, things that are things that could be put in the same pool as you guys, but who knows? Maybe you guys are on a different trip. And, you know, they brought up some stuff Adults like <laughs> they brought up some stuff like uh, lost time and uh, human hybrid abductee babies. And, uh, you know, we were we trade technology with aliens uh, in, in exchange for abduction abilities and stuff like that. I mean. At this time, after all this, after all, after YouTube has basically blown up the, the UFO thing and the alien gray thing, and if you're interested, if you're interested in Randolph Winters or, or Billy Meyer, you can just listen to it. It's not like you have to tap into a government database or the X Files. You can go listen to the Billy Meyer protocols, and if you can believe, if you believe in the Pleiadians, you can believe in them, and you can go hear it on YouTube and all this stuff. But are those things true? I mean, are there really hybrid alien babies? Are there really experiments? Where people are asked, I mean, small, I think they said, the guy Juan, I think he said that, like, humans, they'll be brought into a room and they'll be given their hybrid offspring and they'll drop the baby because they won't know what to do with it. I mean, is this stuff really, really true? Well, those things have happened, yes. They do exist. Um, And there is, and that's part of the alien agenda I'm going to talk about in October, about what one specific group of aliens is doing in order to create a new hybrid species on the planet in order to colonize it. Um, And that's been going on for many, many years. Do you, and this is like, uh, this is actually a question that like I, like I was thinking about last night. I have this, uh, you, you, you know the, uh, the David Weatherly, how he talks about all the black-eyed children and stuff like this? You've heard anything about this? Yes, I've written about it myself. You've written about it yourself. Okay, excellent. So do you feel, because I have, I listen to these stories, per- personally I'm freaked out about it. I'll give, I'll give the listeners a quick rundown. Basically, there are numerous, numerous, and this, could, this is an interesting story, by the way, Armando. Uh, there are numerous, numerous reports that overlap almost identically of people at their cars or in their homes or at their apartments or at their places of business where two children will show up and they will have black eyes. Fully black? Fully black, like Alkaline, the reggae singer. But that, those are contacts. I'm talking about someone who really has black eyeballs, like from the old um, Bone Thugs and Harmony music video. Or like the, the guitarist from that band. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Linkin Park or whatever. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Fred Durst's boy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's true, maybe, that these children, they show up and they say, hey, let me come into your house. Let me come into your house. Let me come into your car. Just let me come in for a minute. I'm only going to be a minute. We're just kids. We're just children. And there's this phenomenon that's going on where people, where people actually report about it, and they say that these young children who seem to dress all the same, you know, gray hoodies, black jeans, and it's the stories and the descriptions seem to overlap, and they always seem to say the same things. Now, my personal feel is, if this hybrid alien thing is true, these have got to be humans mixed with alien greys. Yes. Or yeah, what's that, going on? That's, yeah, that is true. And I actually have seen them when I was in Australia a few years ago. And I actually saw a couple of them. And they have a very powerful ability to uh, enter into your mind and control you or to create fear uh, or even change your emotions in some way. And they really do exist. So you see. They wow. do exist. That's crazy. Well, listen. Uh, Janet and Stuart, uh, listen, I cannot tell you uh, how lucky we are to have you as guests. I, I, here in, in uh, you know, doing a, bo- doing a podcast, there's 100 million podcasts out there. It's hard to get a great guest. It's hard to get a great guest that comes back, you know, annually, you know, biannually, whenever, whatever it is. 
And uh, we're certainly thankful to have that. Are there any other messages besides Expansions.com and besides your seminar you'd like to get out to our listeners? Because believe me, people are tuning in. Uh, some of our most favorite listeners love when you guys are on. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate all the attention. I'll be uh, over in Europe uh, next month doing seminars and lectures. Oh, and most importantly, next month the Montauk Chronicles movie will be released. Oh, finally. wow. Okay, interesting. The, so the Montauk Chronicles, and where can we— Is it going to be rated R? Is, I mean, it's going to be rated forget about it, basically. I mean, I mean, wh- where exactly—do you have to buy—how uh, do you get that? How do you get to see the Montauk Chronicles? Well, I think the producer is going to create a, uh, a media outlet somewhere, somewhat so that you can uh, learn how to see the film. I think there's a, a website, is there not, Janet? Uh, yes, there is. I think it's montauckchronicles.com, but if they look it up, they can find it for I'm sure. I'm sure, yes. Okay, so and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure... Yeah, we're going to use the technologies that Alien's given us, so we're going to use Google and find it instantly. Yeah, because, appa- because apparently the Internet was given to us by the aliens because we allowed them to abduct people, but we lost track of all the abductions. Yes, we like have. That. You know, also, I would like for all your listeners to know that, you know, it, once they understand that they have choices and they do not have to bow down to the oppressors and you do not have to do it through violence you do it through changing what's going on inside of yourself you find out what a powerful being you are and no one can have power over you so i invite everybody to visit our website expansions.com join our member side because on the member side that's where we work Stuart and i work every day with people on our blogs it's fantastic we have fantastic members Please also check us out on Facebook. We have an Expansions fan page. Go like our fan page, and you get all kinds of updates there. We have just amazing work that even though it's a really ugly world going on out there, if you're not ugly inside, you can do things to circumvent that, prevent that, and as people say, you can actually be the change. Beautifully said by Janet. Amazing. We love you guys. We love you guys. I'm not even going to play the guns. Any any last words, uh, Armando? You said you wanted to say something? Uh, Nah. nah, I (laughs) I think she... I was gonna say something, but it was way. I, she she said something really beautiful. And I want to say something ugly. Excellent, thank you guys. Beautifully said by Janet and Stuart. Uh, safe uh, travels on your trip, and we hope to talk to you guys soon. And we will certainly be in touch. Always a wonderful. All right, thank you. Maybe thank one of these you. days we'll see you out here live in uh, St. Joseph, Michigan. We oh, uh, I would we love to go to Michigan. We will definitely come out. We'll do a satellite show out there with you guys. How's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll check out October, our October conference. Everything Oversoul and the Alien Agenda. Excellent. Thank you, Janet. All right, take care. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Bye-bye. And that's she beautiful. said JK. She said JK, 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 JK. We'll be back in just a moment here on Gunwash. That was Stuart and Janet Swerdlow. Call in 718-497-2128. The guns you want, hung up the guns On the first day of Christmas, guess what Santa bring for me? Clock, a Magnum and a Rusty M3 Rap-a-pam-pam, we don't want to rap-a-pam-pam Yeah! Santa Lord Say, you only got a few days more To get the guns you want, hung up the gun store On the first day of Christmas, guess what Santa bring for me? Clock, a Magnum and a Rusty M3 Rap-a-pam-pam, we don't want to We don't wanna rap a bam bam. Rap a bam bam. We don't wanna rap a bam bam. Rap a 
the meaning of rapa pam pam. Tell you the meaning of rapa pam pam. Pam pam. Like a shot out of the rapa pam pam. Are you get trapped to the rapa pam pam? Who are gonna prison to the rapa pam pam? Wanna serve life sentence to the rapa pam pam? When Santa come to town with long gun in a man, tell me Santa Claus where you a teach you man. Give him a guitar and a mic in a him. Make him go nice up stage show and make that jam. And growing at this world as a big musician. And travel over the globe and chant Rasta Sam. Rapper pam pam, we don't want no rapper pam pam. Rapper pam pam, we don't want no rapper pam pam. Rapper pam pam, we don't want no rapper pam pam. I'm the first day of the show. I'm bad boy. I like you with your feet. Yes, you want to take up. Ah, ah, when they put on. Mad Cabra talk for the 90s. And when me put on, go mass with your bama and your one ounce of gun. Me tell them where they might take up. And when me put on, go mass with your bama and your one girl of gun. Me resign. Certain things me put on, but me will kill you with your bama and your one ounce of gun. Me resign. But me still yeah. have this life. Come off of me gun and die. Me will take your... Yes, look up where I talk about your bad boy. Yes, you wanna take up? Ah, ah, when me put on. Mad Cabra talk for the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me. Me tell them where they might take up. Ah, when me put on. Go mass with your bama and your one ounce of gun. Me tell them where they might take up. Ah, when me put on. Mass with your bama and your one girl I got. Sign. Certain things me put on, but me will kill you with your mama and your one house a gun. Me resign, but me still have me strife. Come off of me gun and die. Me will take your me resign. I know you want to talk Coming to me. You. If you rap me, well, gun, yeah. be big, more special. Me you know, it's just a t- it's. I love Jeremy, but it's like a little. We do a little bit of a different format when he's not here. You know, we we'll play a little bit of music. So are you trying to say you're gonna fire Jeremy or what? Oh no, we love Jeremy. I'm just saying, you know. In case you're wondering where the 15-minute music segments are, you know, no, Jeremy's not. not here. It's like, we, we might got, as well just talk, right? By the way, we got a live phone line going on right there. Yeah. Gone. I love when, listen, we, we, it's the same thing. It's the same thing I always say. When Jeremy can be here, we absolutely love it. When he can't be here, we... I want to give a shout out to Paul Glover, who apparently listens every week. Yeah, apparently. Big, big, big ups to Paul you Glover. Know, apparently a lot of people listen every week, and yeah, I have no, no idea. I've been I was telling like, you this, that's, man. I didn't even know, because I always say, you know, I do it for the, you know, for like, you know, HRN people or whoever's tuning in, and, you know, my friends, like Billy and da da da. Uh, uh, but I uh, talk to uh, people, uh, and they say they listen every week, so listen, yeah. I believe them. So this next segment... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was really affected by Robin Williams, and it's in the news. It's not something that it's not something that necessarily my opinion or Armando's opinion is going to affect anyone's view on Robin Williams. But I have to say, we were talking about it when oh, when we were off the air. Jack said something like, you know, when a celebrity dies, a young celebrity, you say, ay ay ay, you know, they did something weird, they were misguided, and they killed themselves. But this man was old, and not only old, it wasn't that he was just an actor like River Phoenix or Heath Ledger. We're talking about one of the most legendary comedians that ever lived in the history of time. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. Am I, I mean, right or am I wrong? That was Jumanji, dude. I mean, forget, I mean, yes, it was Jumanji, but forget about Jumanji. I'm talking about Peter Pan, fucking motherfucking listen, listen, I Aladdin, think, fucking Jack. I think it's more about... 
the role he played in people's childhoods more right. so than the quality right. of the films. That's just me. Okay. You know what I mean? Listen. They all happen at a time and place. But like you just said, it's like there's the whole 27 club thing, right? Like right. troubled, depressed people yeah. usually don't make it past 27. Right. Motherfucker right. was 63. Exactly. And it makes me worry. And still had enough of that inside of him to... to you know, to let it go. It's like you made it. It's like you made it all that way, and then you still have the <sighs> have, have the decision to make that. And I don't get it because, you know, you like like you said the twenty seven. Of course, you, you get it. You say this all the time. You get depressed no, to that, that point. Well, that well that. But that's what I'm saying is like is like if I because you know we joke about suicide and like killing ourselves and all this stuff and it's like it's off color and blah 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 and all this stuff. But look, you know, if well, Rock, is it a joke or do you really feel like you want to kill yourself? Sometimes? Yeah, sometimes I wake up and I feel like I don't want to be alive. I don't feel like I want to put a gun to my head or put a belt around my neck. I mean, I, I sometimes I... Yo, Jack, you ever got hit in the balls? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, playing basketball. That's how I feel sometimes when I wake up. Oof. Well, that's... Uh, that's, that's, that's the, I think you might have a hernia. You might have to just go... No, no, it's not a hernia. I don't even... I don't live heavy, stu- heavy stuff, but uh, I... You know, before the show started, um, I said something that was kind of weird. I don't know how it made me feel because... I s- felt the type of way. I was like, "Yo, damn, that could have been me." I, what, who killed I, yourself? Who killed? Yeah, I, I don't. I joke around about you know dying here and there, or whatever. We, it's, our, it's our thing. <laughs> it's I don't know if it's a thing. No, it's it's, it's like, our. Th- we always make jokes like that. We always talk about how depressed we are and how much we want to die. We always know? say it all the time. But when I saw that, I was like, "Yo, damn, that could have been me." Because at one point you did. One I wanted to die, and I was really. I reached my peak a few times. I was like, "Yo, must have just jumped." Okay, yeah, but, but you, yeah, but you would have been, yeah, but you would have been twenty-seven club. We're talking about, the, we're talking about a sixty-three-year-old who was friends with fucking like Jim Henson. I mean, okay, I but mean, forget about the age for a second. There's the conversation about like, you know, is suicide selfish? Because then you might be in pain. But, yeah, but think I, about all the pain. It, like um, exactly. Armando, if you did that, do you know how exactly. sad I we know, would be? I know. That's why I didn't want to. You do would it. ruin our lives. But that's the thing. How could Robin Williams be selfish? Robin Williams is like he's. Fucking patch, fucking. At, I mean, He's and now listen. The world no, look, dude, right now. dude. It's dude. When, I, I got. I'm just gonna come out. I'm just gonna come right out and and fuck it and and really, really say it. I, the only example I can think of offhand is Heath Ledger. When Heath Ledger died, I was like, oh, that's upsetting. Who? who someone also. Someone died recently. Who else died? Someone. Um. Someone. Come on. You know, people die. No, no, no. There was someone specific who people who. Someone people, was old. That old lady died. Someone flipped out about people dying. I don't remember. Uh, Amy Winehouse. No, no, there was something recent. But in any case, beside the point, my point is, I literally am sad about this guy dying in a real way, in a real, real way, like in a way that I'm that that makes me upset. Not in a way where it's like, oh, that's so sad. I w- oh, 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 Philip Seymour Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yeah. I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. One of my favorite actors, loved him. I was like, oh my god, you were fucking Rusty and Twister, or I don't remember what it, Rub. I think his name was Rusty and Twister. It was Rusty. Yeah, you're you're this guy. You played Capote. You were like, you got an Oscar when you were older. Like you really put in your work and you did all these little roles forever. And like you're such a hero and you're such a great actor. And like, oh my god, I, I met him on the street. I was like, I respect you so much. But I didn't really know you were into. Drugs, but that's cool. Da, da, da. When he died, oh no, bummer. We lost a, we yeah. lost someone important. No, 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 dude. When Robin Williams died, I was actually sad. This is a I real was shocked thing. more than sad. I was uh, first of all when when people like that die, I'm like, oh, didn't they die already? Like I, whenever I hear that, I'm I'm always like, didn't they die? And then it clicked in, and it's like, oh my god, like 
Can you believe like how sad that is? Did it make you for a second be like, I gotta chill out with that depression? I gotta, yes. I gotta get to a better place. For sure. Uh, that was the second thought I had. The first thought I had was, if this guy killed himself, what the fuck am I gonna do? Because he was the most talented, the most legendary, and sixty-three years old, and he still had the energy to kill himself. I'm 29. You could say that's old or young. People have different opinions on it. And semi- and I have a few things I do in life. I'm on my own path, whatever. Not nearly as legendary as that guy. If he killed himself, I'm definitely going to fucking kill myself. Come on. That man. was my first thought. Well, no, 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 no. My, fir- my first thought was, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I had never felt that way about someone I didn't know. Usually when someone famous dies, you say, oh, that's fucked up. That's sad. Oh, how, It made me shame. not want to die. Yeah, I agree. Maybe not want to die. Because he was like, oh, shit, damn. Like, no, someone else but, did that for me. But isn't that's that, how I but felt. Jack, is, but Jack, isn't that scary? Isn't that scary that, Terrifying. Isn't that scary that like, you, could, you might feel the same depression that he felt? Terrifying. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And the fact is... It got to a point. Did he have substance abuse problems? And then problems? there's this thing yeah. where you and I, Aaron, we talk a lot about being depressed about art and like, oh, I'm never going to make it. It doesn't matter. All these people get successful. We're never going to be successful. We yeah. suck. Life sucks. Try winning Academy Awards. That's what I'm saying. That's becoming the- a billionaire or whatever the fuck he was. Well, it's, but that- You still... It, it's still exactly. there. It doesn't go away. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's no cure. It's like it's like it's like get as much money, get as much success, get as much love, and like talk about a guy who was Got loved. Caller, caller, you're on the Yo! air. Hey, who is this? What's your name and where are you calling from? You know those posters of the cats hanging on the branch? Yeah. Sure. What does it say? I don't know. Um, hang in there. Hang in there. They're going to put Robin Williams on that now. Oh, my God. What a jerk. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, actually, that, was, that, was, that was actually kind of funny. Way to raise the spirits. Oof. Thank you very much, caller. Uh, Guys, I'm going to come back to your show one day, and we're going to hang out and be friends, all right? Yo, Who's this calling? Who do you think? Come on. Use your use your, <laughs> use use your voice skill. recognition. Yeah, use your voice recognition. Oh, it's kid. this guy. Yeah. What's that tattooed on my chest? Yeah. What, use your voice recognition? No, no. First hang, guns of the show. Hang in there. Hang in there. Yeah, he does have that tattooed in his chest. The 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 main point, and yes, you're right, Jack. It's like it's like it's like do all this great stuff and still have the depression. The point is, my my point was that if I if I feel this sad, sad in a, sad sad in a way that's real. Like when you wake up in the morning, you're like you you wake up. The first thing you do when you open your eyes is you say, "I'm sad." And you don't know what to do, and you and and you and you know you have to get going, and you can't get going because you're sad. And we forget about success. We're, I'm 29. By the time Robin Williams was 29, he was already plugged in, ready to go, good to go, in the biz, killing it, being funny, having bits, having movies, having parts, da 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 da, on the road to success. We all always knew that Robin Williams had problems with with drug abuse. As a matter of fact, when Doubtfire came out, and when fucking um, uh, Dead Poets came out and when Aladdin came out my parents used to say oh my god isn't it crazy that this guy this comedian who had so many problems is killing it so hard and he would just kill it and kill it and kill it and every movie he fucking made was an Academy Award winning fucking movie Boom. exaggeration but you know what I mean and then you kill yourself with a belt around your neck imagine, can you believe that imagine it can was even you, leather I don't even know yeah maybe it wasn't 
What? What? Who knows? There's just a lot of people, you know, saying things like, "Oh, I wish he would have known how much people loved him." You think he didn't? He doesn't fucking think, know yeah, that's, that. That's what you I, think there was a text message you were going to send him that would have changed. That's the course what I'm of saying. It? Exactly. You think you could take all the Zoloft? You in think the world, it's like, man. oh, he didn't get the proper attention? We're talking about a guy who could go to the best motherfucking therapist rehab facility, whatever he needs. Yeah, and he was in and out of rehab, and in he's and seen out. doctors. The guy could get the best care we have to offer on in, on this. Planet. Absolutely, without a doubt. And and where be, does it leave you? Uh, huh. I, I don't know exactly. At sixty three. At sixty three, when you could have kids when, in your yeah, but what if, can I ask you something? They on the news they said that he killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, was yeah. it some sort of like scandal controversy? Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Ask, uh, ask Stuart Swerdlow. I don't know. Like, but but listen, the fa- the fact is, as far as we know, he killed himself by self. Asphyxiation. So, if you think about that, we're. So this is this goes back to like get on your own track. Like you know, are you successful, Armando? Am I successful? Is Jack successful? You are pal in the room. Are you successful? You got to ask yourself that. But we're looking at a public figure who changed our lives. He's. I seen a dude. I almost cried. I seen a picture of him on Sesame Street laughing oh. with Cookie Monster. Oh, man. And, and Sesame Street is tweeting, not to bring up a social media, Sesame Street is tweeting, you know, official Sesame Street Twitter tweets out, we mourn the loss of Robin Williams, who always made us laugh and smile. And it's a picture of him, like, holding his belly, laughing with a big beard next to, you know, uh, the honking guy, you know, the purple Muppets or whatever they are. And then he's in Hook, and it's like, but he, st- but he killed himself. He, he killed himself. He committed well, it, suicide. What is it about comedians, though? Because that's, that's another thing people yeah, are talking you, a lot like, about. Well, it's like, like the, the Chris Farley thing yeah, and shit. Or, well, yeah. Why are comedians so tortured? Why are they prone to depression? Well, is you, it because they put themselves out there? Well, you know, you could, you could argue. Is it because they're really honest? By the way, you, by the way you, we could argue, and we haven't really touched on it, that there was up and down with the substance abuse thing going on in his life. But I have to say, I, I have substance issues, too. Yeah, we know this. This yeah. is what scares me. Yeah. And, and you, you sit... I, Aaron, I mean, if if you fucking hung yourself, do you know the kind of effect that would have on... Yeah. On your friends? Yeah, but do, but but look at Robin Williams. So it'll be a bloodbath. He, yeah, but look. Yeah, but look at. Yeah, that, It'd be like suicide. So suicide that. dominoes. Yeah, but it's, fu- it's funny. He says it's. But it would be a bloodbath because that's the Woody Allen joke from from Hannah and her sisters. Forget about it. I won't do the joke. But anyway, um, look, you're talking about a guy that it doesn't matter. You think he didn't know that the world would be shook by that? Did he not know? Did he what not know? Of, the, what kind of state of like rage and blackout was he in when he pulled the trigger? Well, you know? we don't know. Was he on drugs? Exactly. We don't know. I don't know, man. Pull. It's not exactly pull the trigger. You got to ring. Right. You got to string that well, thing up. You got to do kick the, whole the bucket. Thing. You got. But that's what I'm saying. You got to do the whole thing. I mean, not to get gruesome with it here, but listen. You got to do the whole thing. You got to really. You have to, in order to strangle yourself. I don't want to get real too disgusting here, but in order to strangle yourself. You have got to really commit to that thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not like jumping or getting hit no, by a train or putting the hose in the car. I mean, this is like Can something was something going on with his mind that he had to do that. This is the worst thing that happened. So, as like executive producer here, I get a lot of press releases and pitches from from PR people sure. and whatnot. I got an email on August twelfth, day after he does this, from a Mindy. Just a Mindy. That's that's the person in the two eyes from Mindy at blackandbluestar.com. All right. It says addiction expert available to talk about the suicide of Robin Williams. 
and that they want to put themselves out there and I'm talk like, about it. I'm like, you're fucking promoting yourself in your book or whatever the fuck. Well, that's hey, listen. They they think they in her mind maybe she believes that this themes is a, Roy can discuss on radio. Yeah. What is the Nelson method and why does it work? Well, would, would Mr. Williams have benefited from the teachings of the Nelson method? I look, mean, like, look, maybe, maybe, listen, get maybe, the fuck out of listen, here. Listen, listen, maybe she believes she's doing a public service. We don't know. Maybe she Stop doesn't. Maybe it. she doesn't. Know. Look, maybe she believes that it's last 100% line in the email. Service. Mr. Nelson's book, Love Notes from Hell, scheduled yeah. for nationwide release. Buy October, it now. Get the fuck out yeah, of here, man. I'll be at Borders Books. Sliding every day for the next five make, days. Come and see me. I hope Robin Williams kills himself five times. Okay, <laughs> make your money off mental health. Yeah, I mean, really. Uh. I mean, so yeah. No, I I, ha- I happen to agree with you, Jack. I think that that was a little bit of a weird. We thought about booking but, her for the show, but it was well, like, you we, know what? Well, fuck you know, that. well, you know, we should book her, and we should ask yeah. her. We should no, we should book her, and we should ask her why she didn't want to get booked earlier. Why she had to wait till Robin Williams killed himself. Yeah, too late. Too late. Too Sicko, yeah, fucko. It's, exactly. It's like it's like how can we stop? Well, guess what? Our fucking childhood hero killed himself. Los so Angeles-based yeah, expert healer Roy Nelson is known as the last resort for those who cannot stop their self-destructive habits. Yeah. Guess wow. what? Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. Fucking Hook killed himself, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It's fucking fucked. It doesn't matter if we're happy anymore. Our childhood hero is gone. That's like saying book yourself. Uh, maybe that's maybe like you should have booked yourself two weeks earlier, so fucking Robin Williams could have listened to Gunwash. Seriously, <laughs> I mean not this. I mean that was kind of a, bad, a weird plug. <laughs> I didn't like, mean I didn't mean it like that's it Gunwash.com. <laughs> I didn't mean it like I didn't mean that like it sounded. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like if Bugs Bunny was a rapist. <laughs> seriously, I mean really, I mean it is. I mean seriously. Anyway, he definitely was. Well, you know, this word those left us with colors. That's what we got. Yeah. What so are we left with? Colors. No, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, I'm maybe a- if he had some medium green in his life. Look, I'm telling exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. If you're feeling weird right now out there and you're a gunwash listener, I don't know. All I gotta say is I fucking imagine a, a silver infinity sign. Silver infinity sign over uh, the crown over your chakra. Head, or else you're, fu- you're fucking fucked. fucked. Yeah. And do not wear a belt. I mean, I know this is not funny, but seriously, I mean look. I don't know. Maybe what these maybe what the maybe what the sword low said is good. Maybe we should envision colors. Brown and pink apparently. And green. Green is good. It's any fucking color you envision. Speaking of green, do you got some basil? Yeah, they got it out there. MC Todd was here earlier. I should have asked him for some basil. All right, well, listen, Jack. Well, I don't know. You know, we don't have anything else depressing to like. To, we, you know, it's funny. You like watch. Remember when you like watch Halloween and then you got to watch Seinfeld so you don't. Yo, have you want to hear something <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy? Exactly. Yo, but oh, here we go. This is how depression is so booked out. One time, I told a cop I was gonna kill him. <laughs> one time, tell that story now. Then yeah. one time, I told a cop I was gonna kill myself. Right, and, and they he, make you go to. They make you go to yo, the they, hospital. They yeah. made me go to a hospital yeah. and be in a room naked. For hours, naked. So, like, and he really, like, freaked the fuck out. He was like, what? You're going to kill yourself? Where's your family? Well, you're going to make so many people so mad at you. Like, he really, like, tried to talk down. Not talk down, but he was like, that's not the choice, man. Yeah, and this this kid's sitting next to me alive wearing heart-shaped sunglasses. There are double lenses. That are double lenses and bugged out. So anyway, listen, kids. I don't know. Fucking envision brown and pink so you don't kill yourself. Learn a lesson from this guy. I am. I'm talking to my mom. I'm sitting. Me and my my mom are crying about Robin Williams. Because yeah, you mom know he, the motherfucker. Listen, Robin Williams played the Frog Prince in in the fucking um, fairy tale theaters rendition of the Frog Prince, and opened my eyes to a whole new world. So yeah. I think we're going to close it on this. 
Maybe we will. And I don't want to hear any fucking vaporwave remixes of Aladdin songs. It's no, too none. sad. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Gunwash.com. Put the Jumanji soundtrack. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Good night, Armando. I'm really upset, but I'm going to get better. Again, together. that's silver infinity sign over the show. Yeah. Forget about gunwash.com. Forget about expansions.com. All you got to know is silver iridescent infinity sign over your Up heart, here. Over your head chakra. All right, gunwash.com. We hope you feel a little bit better next week. Thank you, Stuart and Janet and MC Todd. We'll come at you next week. Gunwash. Goodbye. Palacio.